Are you searching for the perfect gift? Or do you just need a unique statement piece for yourself? Well, either way, Denia Jour help you out. What you need is the S4S jewelry collection by Denia Designs for you. S4S stands for strictly for a stage. Stand out at your next photo or video shoot. Snag that magazine cover. Go from being a part-time extra to an actor or actress who stays booked. Or just be the talk of the town at every event. The Naya Design for You jewelry is handcrafted and Chicago made for men, women, and children. To start your collection, simply go to www.denayaazure.com. That's www.denayaazure.com. That's www.d-a-n-a-y-a-a-z-u-r-e-dot-c-o-m. Next Legacy. Let's get the recording going. Yay! The recording's going. The studio acting crazy, but y'all don't know. We got a media school, so I have an amazing guest. It is China Fox, who is in the building. She is doing so many phenomenal things. China, oh my goodness. So I met this amazing queen. Was it, I want to say two years ago? Yeah, I think it was. Like, I think it was two. I think it was met in person two years yeah, ago. Yeah, we met in person. We met in yeah. person like two years ago. But I, 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 follow, I found her online because she went off on somebody on Facebook. <laughs> and she had this amazing viral video. And I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> and and, like, and, I, and I just kept following her videos on Facebook and on, on YouTube. And she's, and she's an artist, first and foremost. She's an artist, an amazing vocalist, songwriter, just doing the daggone thing. But the biggest thing is she talks about Black issues. And she's very adamant because uh, she knows what she's talking about. She, so she makes sure that people understand this is not my view. This is the facts. Sorry, I don't like it, but you know, that, that this is the facts of what's going on right now. You know, and so just talking to her and then when I, when I met her in person, it was so dope because I didn't even realize who she was because she was so quiet. And I was like, wait, wait a second. I, looked, I was like, she looks familiar, but I can't figure it out. And then I got to meet her and she was just this most incredible person beautiful spirit <laughs> and i'm like i don't care what y'all saying online i'm not in person y'all better quit playing with me because I, I just met her in person and she's absolutely amazing <laughs> you know so um so you have been viral a couple of times and i think the, the one the one thing i want to talk to you about is like what have been the the pluses and the minuses of that situation um, um, oh my gosh, so there's a lot. Um, it's not always uh, what it seems to be. Should I turn this this way? A little bit, yeah. Like yep, yeah, so it's turning a little bit towards you. Yep, so you can tilt it. Okay, I can do this. Oh, oh, so it goes 12. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, so um, there's a lot of uh, first of all, I didn't want, mean to to go viral. Right. I mean, when I was a young um, 
actress and singer and all that. Yeah, the dream was to be famous and rich and all those aspirations. But slowly when I started to really, truly care about my my craft in a personal way and even my expression, um, because the videos that I do and even the politics and things like that, it's a part of artistic expression right? and um, community. And so I didn't want to make that a something to to get famous off of or anything like that you know what i mean right and so when i made my initial well the video that got my first million views mm -hmm. it was um just me just bearing myself you know just being myself right and now that it's kind of transformed into something that is um more popular and wide, while uh, widely seen and even being a YouTuber now, it's it's it takes on it's a very precarious line. So I don't want to become a YouTuber and get, you know, make money and, and get attention off of black suffering. But at the same time, it's I have a perspective that I think that people tell me and that I feel um, needs to be heard. So at that point, it's just a very fine line of not bastardizing what's important mm. and being able to get it out there. Right. So it's a very, very fine line. I don't want any, um, my little taste of celebrity. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Cause when I hear it, like me and Chris were my boyfriend, Chris, we were just walking, uh, we were going, we went to the gym. This was okay. last week. We went right. to the gym. And all of a sudden, we just minding our business, talking our talk, you know, making our little plan. And we hear China, China Fox. Oh, and wow. at that point, you don't know if it's to fight or to right. say, hey, I'm a fan. <laughs> right. So it's kind of, it's, you get, I get a lot, a lot of anxiety. Okay? Gotcha. That's what I'm dealing with, a lot of anxiety. So it's just trying to keep to the plan, stay focused, but at the same time, not let me take over the things that I'm talking about. Mm. Because what I'm talking about is more important than me. And will last longer than me as a person absolutely you know and and i guess my biggest question is have you always been an activist or or did it get did it grow the older that you got and the more that you saw and you're like wait a minute this so is not the way it's supposed to be i think most of us have a strong moral compass i think absolutely. most of us have this ability to discern what's right and what's wrong right but a lot of times when we're children it's beaten down and mm -hmm. it's quieted or you know seen and not heard or you know you'll get in trouble for saying how you feel or what you see or what you think or even standing up for somebody else you take yes. the risk of getting beat up and so i think a lot of that is killed in us and so i i have a i feel like i have a commonality with a lot of people except for when i was younger I was allowed to speak my mind. I was allowed to ask questions. I was allowed to, um, I had my, my parents had my back, right. um, even in, in hey, school mom. and different things like that. So if that type of person was allowed to grow in me and right. I'm a Virgo, so I always think that I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's yes. that, but, <laughs> but even when I was young, I remember, um, when I became vegetarian, I became vegetarian at the age of 12 and wow. I rallied all of my friends. I had heard, I, I had never heard of PETA before. And then I was just on, on the internet. And, um, I don't know if they still do it, but back then you could 
they would ship you free stuff. Oh, so they really? would ship you free pamphlets and stickers oh, cool. and different things like that. So I was raised in Harvey, Illinois. Right. So I took to the streets of Harvey talking about what? For <laughs> <laughs> y'all who have did not see her face when she just said that. I like, took to the she was like, I was in Harvey. <laughs> and I told them, y'all need to stop being me. I told them I was walking door to door passing out pamphlets and stickers. <laughs> and I took my friends oh my along gosh. with me. And um, I, I we was getting laughed at. We was getting stuff. The no papers thrown back at us. <laughs> but you couldn't yes. tell me anything because I believed yes. in it. Yes. I believed it was the right thing to do. And I wanted to help people. It wasn't out of, you know, trying to make people vegetarian. I just wanted to help animals. And yes. I wanted to help my people. Yes. And so, you know, I was very young then. So that was just something that was just, it's just who I am. It's just a part of who I am. You know, and I, and I think it's very interesting how you talk about the fact that you were allowed to speak your mind. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these kids now are so stifled. They're too, they're so afraid to say anything. You know, like I know um, one, one thing that when I was in school, if I didn't want to do it and I had a good reason for not doing it, it wasn't getting done. Like it wasn't like the teacher said, he just said, do this and we're just going to do this. I'm like, I would be like, no, we're not doing this. And this is why I'm not doing this. And since you don't believe that I'm not doing this, talk to my mom. She'll go ahead and tell you why I'm not going to do this. And y'all can just walk away. <laughs> that happened on multiple occasions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my mom was a firecracker. Y'all think I'm bad. Woo, bad. Well, you think I got it from. <laughs> I, the very first protest I had, I was seven years old. And we, because it was, I, I started belly dancing at six, and so my mom had a show. Oh wow! And uh, um, and I, I can tell the story now because I was nuts before. I can't, I can't show. I'm sure going to tell it now. So we, we, there was a restaurant that, you know, a lot of what people don't realize when it comes to belly dancing, there is, um, even though it's an African dance, there's a lot of people that are not that don't like us that are a part of it, especially when it comes to the clubs. So we were at a, at an at a Arab club. I forgot which one it was. I think it was El- I think it was Elkham. Um and the club decided for whatever hey I tell you, uh, the club decided, decided for whatever reason of fact the club was the restaurant decided that they didn't want to do the show. They canceled the show the day before the show. Now mind you, we had people that luckily that was not the that was not the show we flew flew people in for, but people were coming from the suburbs and that were here. So we already had dancers booked for this. All we asked these fools to do is feed the dancers. You're not paying the dancers. You're just feeding the dancers because we're, we're giving you a show on an off night. Right. They decided to cancel. Wow. So we decided to protest outside of their venue. <laughs> and the best part about it was we right next to the fire station. The fire department didn't like them either. So we were able to protest in front of the fire station wow. next to the venue. The cops were coming by like, well, what do you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? We got all these beautiful women in in dress to to the nines, and the mom was a belly that was a um was a um a wardrobe st- uh, designer. Oh, so wow. like they dressed to the nines, sitting there telling talking about we how we don't like how we don't like the venue and don't come here. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm saying that that was my experience at seven. The very first song I ever wrote was about the civil rights movement. Like I've been doing this for a minute, you know what I'm saying. So it's like so I can definitely feel you. When you say like that you were able to express yourself, these kids can't do that now. Yeah. They they had they had these little kids so shook they don't even want, they don't they don't even want to go to the washroom and that's a whole nother conversation. How do you tell a child no to the point that you know that you know that is too late? Like how do you do that and be comfortable with that? But but a lot of these parents won't say nothing and that's the problem. Yeah. Because you I know I'm sure you've seen the 
the video or or heard about the story about Wisconsin, Wisconsin where they had the, the little slave run, run game, whatever. And I'm like, how did you convince the parents to allow their children to go to another state without their phones and treat their kids like slaves? I'm confused on how this occurred. I'm not confused. <laughs> I'm not confused at all. It's, it's, you know, and one of the things that I've had to learn over the last couple of years is uh, primarily people like, people like to see me go off. People like to see me go off and, you know, read folks intellectually. <laughs> right, yes. And one thing that I've had to learn in the last couple of years is to not be so reactionary. Very because true. being reactionary yes. means that you are in control. It means that you are reacting to somebody else's stimulus. Yes. And so... You know, it's very difficult and, you know, I, I used to think that maybe cold hearted to be so calculated, but we have to be calculated. I cannot mourn for every person. I cannot yes. be upset at every, um, you have, you have no life within the school. Right. Um, it's not to say that it isn't upsetting and it's not to say that it shouldn't be mourned, right. but there have, there has to be some people that sit down and really think about it and not demonize the, the parents. Yes. So what I have, what the task that I have is to really analyze why did this happen or things like that. Exactly. Happen. It's because people still trust the state. Mm. It's because people still trust teachers. It's because people still have this old school mentality. Even when you have, when you tell a child to be seen and not heard. Yes. Even thank though you. you're not saying the words in 2019, mm -hmm. you're still th that is still having um, uh, uh, trusting the teacher, believing the teacher more than your own child is still yes. telling them to be quiet yes. and just let us deal with this instead of you know when um, I, like I had a teacher in fifth grade. Her name was Miss Malone. <laughs> the way she just said that, y'all. Miss Malone, she was not nice. Anybody who went to Martin Luther King Elementary School in Dixmore, Illinois, y'all knew Miss Malone, and she was not very nice. Mm. And she was very, very tough. And that wasn't necessarily the problem, but she was just downright mean. Right. And she would just say mean things. She was just super strict. We couldn't laugh. We couldn't play. And so wow. one day, I let a revolt. I'm like, listen, <laughs> we, so she used to make us sit down and, and write times, right? She used to call yeah. me. So, so it'd be one time, two times, three times. I remember one time, I think I got up to like 14 times. And that meant that I had to write 28 definitions 14. in our book. 14, 14 times. times. So it was pages after pages after pages. And every time right. you would get in trouble. So I went and I told my dad, I'm like, listen, Pops, this is what she's doing. My dad would go up to the school. <laughs> she told my parents I was problematic and all this because I was I, I, I was very vocal, right. very open, and and, and she, I don't know it upset her. And so one day she left out of the classroom, right. And I led this revolt, locked the door. So we locked her out of the ah, class. Nice. I went and. We, oh Lord, I don't think this is illegal now, but <laughs> it's been 20 years. So we went, locked her out of the door, out of the classroom. I stole back everybody's times. I stole back and I was passing them out. So she didn't know. She couldn't say who did it, who did what. So if we got trouble again, we just turned it <laughs> And then I went and changed the grades in the grade book. 
And then we let her back in and she didn't know anything because we were the ones who were grading in the first place. Right. Gotcha. But that's just to say that you don't have to accept what your teacher says simply exactly. because they are the teacher. Yes. And even looking over that story of what had happened so many years later, I don't regret it. If anything, I probably should have should have gone further. Yes. Suffice to say she she didn't last very long um at at King. So I don't know what happened to her, but I hope she became a softer, nicer person. Yeah. Um, and she had this really long rat tail that was going down her back. That just bothered me. Anyway, um, so and, and that also says that my parents believed me yes. when I said that something was wrong. When I said that, that is this woman so was important. treating me wrong, my father believed me. Yes. And he went up to that school because, and then he told me afterwards, teachers would do the same thing to him. Yeah. And nobody believed him. Yeah. She, she accused me of plagiarism. I wrote a book when I was when I was 10 years old. I wrote a book. Wow. And I showed her this book and she confiscated it and said that I stole it. She said that I stole this book. That you wrote. How could you? How could you uh, that I wrote. My father came up and all hell broke loose. So that's how I knew yes. how to raise hell yeah. when something was wrong. It's because exactly. my father gave me that. And then right. he gave me the confidence to be able to, to say something. To say something. You know, and that's and that's I think that the biggest problem that we have now is that these kids don't realize their power. And I say it all the time because I'm like, y'all sit there and y'all can make things trend, y'all can make it go viral, but what are you gonna do after that? Right. And it's always the wrong things. You know, like I said, Black Lives Matter started out started out good now it's like it's it's died down because because it got watered down but the the idea was not it wasn't a bad idea mm -hmm. but it, it's just now it's to the point where it's watered it's watered down and i'm, I'm not even sure it's co-optation yes and so when you co-opt the, the origins of black lives matter i believe had some good intentions absolutely and, it, and but once you start taking money from people it, that mm, do not have your good. interest right. they control you very and unless true. you have a plan for that, unless you really strategize and politicize everything that you do and think 10 steps ahead, then you're not going to be able to control the very thing that you created. Absolutely. And that's why I'm a huge critic of, of Facebook political culture, of Twitter. Mm. People have PhDs in Twitter. They have a master's <laughs> degree in YouTube and they undergrad in Facebook. And right. it's a damn yes. shame. Yes. And it needs to get to a point where we just stop eating whatever they put in front of us because it sounds good because right. that is also reactionary Absolutely. even if you write a hundred page paper about it that is still a reactionary thing to do and it gets us nowhere and it tires you out absolutely so once everything falls through then you don't want to fight no more yeah then you don't want to organize anymore right so that's a that's a pro that's a problem right there and i think that um i had to learn that myself <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, several times. Because I, I remember there was a point where you were just like, "I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't even want to do this anymore." And I'm just like, "No, no, no." You're like, you're like, your voice is too powerful. You don't want to, but you, you had to take a step back and kind of, and kind of rethink it. You know, I think something that was that was very valuable that you said. You're like, I'd rather have twenty loyal people than not thousands of people that don't care. Yeah. And I, and I think that that was an incredibly huge statement because you, like I said, you gone viral you've had thousands of people in your chest and you're like i don't even like like i don't want this this is not what i signed up for this is not like this is not the film that i want and like and i've had clients that have gone viral and i'm like is this is hate is this this what happens when you go viral this isn't fair like it's insane the amount of hate that you get 
Because I'm like, I'm like, did we throw the freak? Like, did we throw the the video into a MAGA group? Like, where did all this come from? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes like, it does happen. I swear, I, I, I promise you, it had to. Because I'm like, I'm not responding to this no more. Because I'm just making it worse. I, I think what happened with me was like my um, really what happened was a huge turning point for me was Kanika Jenkins. Um. Okay. And I yeah, haven't talked have, about that in a very long time. Are you well here? Here's the question. Are you comfortable talking about that situation at all, or do you want to completely stay away from it? It's up to you. I think I'm okay with talking about it and discussing what happened because I think that taught me a huge lesson. At that point in time in my life, everything was changing, you know, and, and you know, yeah. hippie talk, it's called returning to Saturn. Right. So I've been returning to Saturn uh, in, in your late 20s and your early 30s. They say you return to Saturn, become the person who you were meant to be. Gotcha. No matter what life in the past took you, you're finally getting back to that point. Yes. And what was interesting is during, I had just turned 30. Okay. I had um, broken up with this guy who I was seeing for a while. Right. I had made a trip to New York. DC, you was DC. going. Yeah, yes. you was, tra- was traveling. You was, was all over the place. Mm-hmm. 30 uh, Underground Wonder Bar had just yes. closed down. And that had been around for almost 30 years. Yep. And so at that point, it was like all of these things were happening all at once. And when Kanika, Jen- when, when Kanika Jenkins was murdered, um, I had some people that I I had some people that I knew from my childhood who were closely connected to the case. And I saw how they were using this for personal gain. I saw, I knew who this person was and I knew that people, a lot of people were going to be hurt because of this person. And so I did what I thought was the best thing to do and was to speak out and say, and try to clear up some of the nonsense. But what happened was, it tur- they flipped it around on me and said that I was the one stealing money. Everything that they were actually doing, they accused me of doing. And so it was right. it was my city doing this. It was my city that yeah. I had worked for, that I took all these lashes for, that, you know, white supremacist groups and putting my picture up and my niece's picture up and, and all this other stuff. They posted my mom's address. They did all these, hor- posted my father's picture. My, it was just what incredible. Is, I don't all understand these lashes that, that yeah. I took. All yeah. These, all these beatings that I took. And now you think I'm lying? Right. At the time when you, pro- and, and I know maybe this sounds arrogant, but at the time that they needed to listen to me the, the most, most, absolutely. at the time they needed to listen to me the most, absolutely. they weren't hearing me. Mm-hmm. And they were falling back on this religious dogma. Oh, if you're not with this, then you're the devil. Yes. Oh, if you don't, if you're not, oh, they didn't really want the truth. They wanted sensationalized stories. So yes. after that, um, my Facebook page got deleted. I had like almost a hundred thousand followers on there that got deleted um, because I had this rain of freaking craziness come on. But at the same time, the very day all of that hit the head, I met my boyfriend. Oh, wow. And when I tell you, like, I don't know what's up in the sky and I'm not going to claim to know, but, but I do it was, know that that, 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 that was, the was turning point. that was faith. Yeah. That I needed him in that moment. I need him to this day because he keeps me calm. He's the very 
you can tell your whole personality has changed because of him. you can tell like your whole like your whole energy has changed because energy of him. Has changed. your energy is completely changed and, and i love it like i love the way that the dynamics that you both have together i love the fact that, that you both are like no we don't like you're like I, like i'm not getting control like we're working together on this that's, right. a, that's a that's a big thing you know i think for me my my thing is was like my biggest thing about the situation was because somebody asked me to go down there, you know, when they were doing protests, and I was like, some just don't seem right. I don't know what it is, but some just don't seem right now for like going to jail. So <laughs> I'm like, nah. I'm like, I'm like, no. We, I'm like, I had this conversation when we had what was it? Uh, Occupy Chicago, because they because they kept on kept on going to jail, and I was like, y'all keep on going to jail. We not. I don't have your bail money, so y'all keep on breaking the law. We just not gonna talk to y'all. No I more. got locked up with Occupy Chicago too. I think I met you. A, I think I met you possibly. Probably. Because there wasn't many black girls in there. Let's start not begging. At all. <laughs> so not probably, at possibly. All. Listen, uh, man, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, ooh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> Lord, I was like. I was like, there's not many black people leading this. I'm confused by this situation because we're getting affected by this the most. But y'all are the ones that are getting the credit and all up in the camera. Okay. Mm. Mm. But uh, so I had the same mentality. I'm like, I'm not going to that protest. Yeah. I'm not going. Yeah. So there's a story that's going around that they said that I went to the protest, that I attacked Jedediah Brown, oh, that, yeah. I, that I did this, and I never went to the protest. Right. I was never there. I. I <laughs> I will say they conf- they confused me for somebody else, but the fact that they confused me for somebody else had no proof, but we're just going with this narrative. And that's the problem I because went, they was lying and then this they and they lying, lying lying all over the internet and it's like, but I didn't do that. What that do you mean? never happened. A lot of this stuff that that's going around literally never, never happened. happened. So you asked me before, how do I feel about the the being seen and being popular or having a lot of viewers? That part freaking sucks. Because yeah. I've never seen, I've never been lied on so much in my life. Man. But, um, so I went down there to bail somebody out of jail. Right. I went and took my money to bail someone out of jail. Right. When I got there, there was a group of people who were, who were pushing forth the lies. Right. They tried to jump me out in the parking lot. Wow. But I'm that one. Right, and I will, and I'm gonna keep it to a minimum. Uh, I got nice your, of course, and <laughs> YouTube. But I'm that person, and I go in my car. Right, right. I, I got <laughs> so you. So I went to prevent that I got situation. The person out of jail. I'm gonna leave her name out of it. I got you. Of course, absolutely. Because she's dealing with, still dealing with that same mess? the ramifications of what happened. Wow, and how all of that got tied in, but um. Long story short, that was a that was a very that was a turning point, and it allowed me to see that no matter if you're doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time, it can still have negative results. Yeah. So now I have to plan and plot for that. Yes. Now I have to be prepared for that, and so that's why I think Chris is very very beneficial to me as a comrade, not just as a lover or a friend, right. as a comrade. In this liberation struggle, he's t- he taught me patience and how to plot and strategize yes. and to not be so reactionary. So it's just it's a constant, it's a constant fight. Yeah, you just got to keep it going. 
you know, and I and I and I applaud you because a lot of people would have been like, "I'm done, like I can't do this," and you have kept it going. Because I'm like, you you said Shana Fox's name, and I'm like, "Who are y'all? What is wrong? Have you talked to the girl? Oh my God, are you just going off of what YouTube said? Because you didn't even talk to the child. Like but I'm like, people expected. made their whole, they made their whole careers off of bashing you, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going down the thing, and I'm like, wow, I've never Isn't seen, I ain't never seen you in a chat. Funny people get their most views talking stuff, man. <laughs> but, but lying, though. <laughs> right? So, what's funny is <clears throat> so that whole thing happened, and it did teach me a whole lot. But I think that, um, at this point now, <clears throat> it's going back to what I was saying you can't be upset at everything, you can't uh, have this visceral response. To everything but it's really taught me to plot and strategize and plan yeah. and that's basically you know what I'm doing and that's that's what you've been doing so what so we have so we have issues with the radio but we, have, we will have the song of next week for sure because I don't know what they're doing over here I got time <laughs> I got time I got time but um so what is going on with the new music are you looking to release the full album or are you just doing an ep like what are you what are your what are your plans with your music because your vocals are on point it's like <laughs> thank you so much because i remember seeing i remember because i because you don't really seem like you don't do lives you don't do like lives where you just sing what you need to start doing karaoke all that fun stuff um i think i think that would kind of you know that would I, kind of soften up yeah, because it's a misconception like i'm like i'm like she's not always angry i've met her in person i don't think you understand i really know how she is like stop being mean to her like what is wrong with y'all like what is wrong she, with y'all she's a beautiful I, person. I, that's what i was gonna say um anytime that you fight for black people you will be everybody's enemy, including black people. Oh, if ooh, I don't want baby. to, I, I have no intentions on exploiting black people. Now, that's right. not to say I don't, I don't want to make money. That I don't want to be okay. That I don't want to be able to take care of my family, my future children. Yes, that's not to say that, but I don't want to do it at the at the cost of of hurting somebody else. Right. But when you have that exploitative angle to you, more people are willing to support you for some reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, if you uh, if you read or, or look at, um, oh shoot, there's a documentary that that I uh, we just watched. I think it was called In the In the Wild or something like that with mm -hmm. Martin Luther King. And you saw like everybody wants to bring us Martin <laughs> Luther King, and they want to talk about how peaceful he was, but they don't want to talk about why he, he got killed. But he was still murdered. Exactly. Yes. He was the reason why he got killed is because nobody had his back. That yes. was the problem. Because yes. nobody was loyal to the liberation of black people. Yes. That's why. So when he was doing what he was doing, he was sounding crazy. Or oh, you sound crazy. Mm -hmm. Or oh, you sound, you know, um, um he everybody wants to talk about the and and I don't want to offend any of your viewers, but when we talk about the church and yeah. him being in the church, everything Martin Luther King did was in spite of, of the, the church. church. It wasn't because of the church. Yes. He was, they, they, they abandoned him. Yes. Abandoned him. When he came to Chicago, they abandoned him. Yeah. He actually, he had never yeah. seen as much hatred and ferocity, yes. even from black people. Yes. So the people who should have been protecting him the most dropped the ball. That's why he was murdered. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Malcolm X. Same thing with anybody else that fights for black people. Absolutely. You are going to be the so if you cannot take that, if you can't deal with it, then um 
you should probably uh, not be in public or be in front of the camera. Yeah. I, and that's it's still something that I'm I'm questioning and going through. I told Chris he needs to be the celebrity, and I go for <laughs> in the back in the corner because I listen. He'll be fine with it. But um, yeah. And along with that, um, the music. So I am releasing an EP, and I'm also writing a book. And she'll be, be back on to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, yes. Um, awesome. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, so later on, um, I'm gonna be doing an EP. I, I haven't decided. I think five songs, maybe six songs. Nice. The songs that I sent to you, I may not even use those. Okay. Because I have so many. Okay. That I'm, and Just I'm let me know. Writing, Child. And, I'm, mm. and I'm currently doing some things, but. I don't know if I can even say the name of the book, but it's Bitter Black Bee. Right. Okay. Yes. And so that is looking to be available for pre-sale in October awesome. and be released in November. Awesome. Um, untitled EP. I've got so many songs and so many things of going course. through my head. So there's that. But um, And I also have a book club. Yes. Yes. Um, we're going to be going through some radical changes very soon. Okay. But it's called Nubians for Literacy. We actually meet in Hyde Park every week. I thought I knew that. I thought that location. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we actually, um, we were in uh, the Polsky Center, but we have changed locations. Okay. Um, so you can look for Nubians for Literacy. There's a Facebook group that you can find all the information and the location and the address and things like that. Um, but we meet in Hyde Park every week, okay. and what we are doing is creating a culture of political education, and not just let me look at my phone and get mad at this video. Oh, I'm so mad, and then put the phone down and go eat McDonald's somewhere. Right. So that does nothing. So what we want to do is create a a, a, a consistent line of um, resistance. Right. And we have to be educated in order to do that. Absolutely. So that's yeah. what Nubian, Nubians for Literacy is for. We got uh, uh, Brother uh, Diallo Kenyatta. Yes. And, of course, uh, Chris Marshall. And um, it's been it's been really good. We've had um, uh, uh, Rachel. They ran for Alderman, I believe, of the 20th Ward. Okay. They've been Oh, uh, okay. And so it's been really cool. Lakina. Can you go grab my guest? Thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. that's amazing. You know, it's been working out pretty well. So I think what's happening now, to be perfectly honest, with the climate all over the country, with all of this Pan Africanism versus ADOS, versus which I still don't this, understand. Hey, hey, WBA and all this other stuff. We have. We're getting to the point where we have to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we do because we don't want to. We ain't, we ain't trying to go to jail and, and blah and blah. And if you notice, like all these personalities on YouTube and Facebook, they really don't have anything to talk about anymore except for fighting each other. What? Which it's, is really weird because there's so much that's going on. There's so much content out there. But when you don't read, Ooh. there's only a Ooh. certain point that Ooh. you can go to. Ah. When you when you don't study what you say your craft is. There's only a certain point that you go to, can go to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Oh my and God. So when I, like when we have like the book club, when we have these, you know, we're, we're reading um, right now, we're reading Class Struggle in Africa by Kwame Nkrumah. That is not easy. That is not Zane. Okay. Right. That right. is some really difficult work. Yeah. But when you read it, exactly you really start to understand what's happening yep so then you can effectively fight do you love american music have you ever heard of the turkey fought back twerking with a twang or a song about us tonight is your radio is now sponsored by uncleryano.com you can check out all of these incredible international hits and grab some phenomenal merch at www.uncleryano.com they have gear for the entire family t-shirts hoodies, koozies, travel mugs, mouse pads, and so much more. That's www.unclerino.com. Tell them Denia Jorcentio.